folks, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels and other romance media while breaking down the details, giggling, and going on tangents. This week, we're starting off with a Patreon shout-out. Marissa H., you are descended from Baldur, the Norse god known for his beauty, wisdom, and fairness. He was the god of joy, the summer sun, purity, and light. It's said he was so charming and beautiful that he was literally radiant. You have gotten so many of his traits, but wisdom and fairness are chief among them. Your purity of soul and efforts to help those you love make you radiate love from the inside. This week, we've got another special treat. It's Treat City over here at HBHQ. Jenny Nordback joins Erin and I to talk all about our new podcast, Bonkers Romance, her debut novel, His Leading Lady, and recap the wonderfully awful Netflix rom-com, He's All That. Here we go. Oh, hey, we're here. Hello. Hello. We're here with an extra friend. It's Jenny Nordback. Hello. Hello. <laughs> extra friend. Extra friend. <laughs> More friends here with us. We were doing a Facebook Live the other day, Aaron, and I I made a joke about like how we might be what is the plural of nemesis? We might be nemesises Nemesi? at this point. Like, it's got to be nemesis, the, right? Nemesis. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And if I was going to have a nemesis, I would want them to be like a powerful, badass nemesis and that you would make an excellent nemesis. Erin so. would be a good one. She would be a yeah. formidable Oh, me? Nemesis. We're talking about oh, me? Yeah. yeah, because we were like, I have started a project with Mel and we were like, no, it's fine. Like, Erin's fine with it. Sarah's fine with it. And then I was like, but what if she wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm no, I have I have no desire to take you out nor back. And you know that because if I did, you'd already be gone. It'd be gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, yeah. like I said, formidable. <laughs> <laughs> formidable. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. You guys want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of just thrown it out there, so yeah, I feel like we have to explain ourselves. Yeah, Jenny and I just did a podcast. We started a podcast. There's a new one. Yeah. It's so much fun. It came out last Thursday, and so there's two episodes out already. One um, is with Sierra (laughs) Simone. What, Aaron? I'm such a fucking dummy that I forgot that we're recording this for the future. Yes. And I became, like, enraged that no one told me I haven't listened to it. I was like, how dare you release your podcast? And, like, I'm a subscriber. Like, why didn't it go into Aaron's RSS feed? I'm... Never mind. Like, let's just, let's let's be cool and pretend again. Yes. <laughs> Two Aaron, episodes are out. Fine. And I can tell you, I listened to them and they were fantastic. They are They're so, so good. good. <laughs> they were the best I've ever heard of any podcast. <laughs> yeah. So the show is called Bonkers Romance. Mm-hmm. And we recap a, a bonkers book with a guest each week. Yeah. And it's been really fun and kind of silly and also awesome. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. We've decided to lean hard into joy 
And so we designed a podcast where I, you know, one or both of us get to read or watch like a wonderfully insane romance media. And then we recap it with a guest and we talk about like why it's bonkers and why it works for us and all the cool stuff. So it's been really fun. And I've learned a lot about not only myself, but also a lot of people I really admire because every guest, like you get a tiny, very special peek into their brains. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah. Like the new episode that's out this week, I got to convince Naima Simone to read an orc romance, yeah. which she did not know existed prior to this yeah. and has now gone deep down an orc rabbit Whoa. hole. You know, like I, w- I was hanging out with some people who are not romance people last night and they kept asking questions like, is there a romance where like, like say there's like a mummy that comes back to life, like w- that like has sex with people. Is that a romance? Or like, <laughs> is it a romance where like, and they would like come up with these monsters and this kind of like wild stuff where yeah. it's like an assassin with a heart of gold. Like, is there anything like that? And it's like, there's everything, everything. whatever there is, yeah. whatever your pot is, there's a lid for it. Uh-huh. There's a lid for every pot of romance. So like, yes. as long as like there's astounded. an HEA, you can yeah. find it. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't believe yeah. it. Somebody's written it. Yeah. It's really, really fun. And so we're, we're digging deep into all the best nooks and crannies that romance has to offer. <laughs> well, I love that two of the earliest guests that we scheduled to record with were Sierra Simone and Katie Robert. Yeah. And we were like texting them to figure out which book they wanted to pick. And within like five minutes of each other, they both tried to claim the same spider romance. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like of so the, all yeah, the books So the authors in the world. are picking the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what kind of like range have you gotten? We've gotten everything from like a pretty straightforward historical, but like is legitimately bonkers. Um, it's another Elizabeth Hoyt, Erin. So um, it's actually her debut. So we've gotten that. We've gotten, um, yeah, all the way to like Spider Alien. I mean, you already heard or really... Purple Penis, Spider Alien. Yeah. There's a prison book that happened. Like Prison Planet kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good Oh, yeah, stuff. no, not not like contemporary prison setting. Oh, Although no. Although Sophie Jordan has a pretty I was bonkers. about to say, is it, the, is yeah. it one of the Sophie Jordan ones? Because it starts with Will a Reed. prison riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like a nurse and he protects her during the prison riot kind of Very deal. taboo stuff. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm I don't remember it. that much about it, but I think he like beats the shit out of somebody in a bar once he's out of prison. And I was kind of like, that's not a great plan, but... She talked about it at KissCon a little bit, whatever, how many years ago that was. And she was talking about wanting to write a series about convicts who were, like, actually convicts, like, actually did the thing. Because romance seems to cop out so much with, like, but he's innocent. Or, like, but, you know, it's, like, no reasons, did the thing, like, (laughs) actual bad boy. Um, So, yeah, I read that. It was fantastic. Yeah. I want you yeah. guys to do the one where the girl thinks she's thinks that the guy is her brother in Hawaii. I want to find that and I want you to do it. Aaron, you should come on. Obviously. Well, I got to figure out which one it is first. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, this is now the book you're talking about because yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. We got to crowdsource we, we, this. Mel and I talked about it on another episode, but I don't know what the title is. Yeah. Sarah McLean told me about it. Yeah, I just love we'll, now we'll that like we are establishing that as the brand. People are coming to me with like, have you heard of the book where like... <laughs> He, like, his brother is killed by a gorilla, and he's the twin, and his wife is pregnant, I so he, like, comes back in a book. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <you have? laughs> Yes! 
They were like oh, the gosh. gorilla twin book. And I was like, wait a second. His twin is a gorilla. And they were like, no, no, his <laughs> twin gets killed by a gorilla. Right. And then he's like, she's pregnant. And so he doesn't want to compromise the pregnancy, the twin brother. So he poses as the husband until she has the baby so that she doesn't have like a miscarriage or like so- nothing happens to the pregnancy. No. <laughs> then they fall in love, but she doesn't know that he's not her husband. Ah! <laughs> he got eaten by a gorilla. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Oh my God, maybe we have to talk about that book. Listen, we have a long list because if someone is stumped, we are taking suggestions so that we can yeah. send people, you know, a list and be like, what do you think out of these? Maybe this one of these will strike your fancy. Yeah. But Jenny has also been like extra busy because not only have we whipped together a podcast in a couple of months, but Jenny has a big, giant debut romance release coming out tomorrow. Yeah, ah! wild, right? It's yeah, so I was wild. like, I've got a book coming out in September. Let's also make a podcast yeah! because that's not stressful enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell us about yeah. it. Tell us about your book. Okay, so backing up, I never wanted to write a memoir. Like, that was not something I was interested in doing. I think there's like a certain kind of person who thinks they're interesting enough to write a memoir, and that's not me. <laughs> And I I fought this battle over and over again. I was like, I want to write a romance, but I want to just, like, use this world that I've been exposed to and, like, explore what, you know, sex work and falling in love and yada yada, what that looks like. And they were, like, not interested. Um, It was right after Fifty Shades of Grey, like, the whole craze. Mm -hmm. And they were like, do you know how many Fifty Shades wannabes are crossing my desk right now? Like, I'm not interested. If you want to put your real name on it and write a memoir, we will sign this book deal right now like slide it across the table here's the book deal wow but otherwise like not interested so you know there's like 25 year old jenny sitting there going like i want to be a writer am i going to walk away from this book deal no so no (laughs) fun fact like i don't know if you're in your 20s please don't write a memoir it's not a good idea (laughs) why i I loved your memoir i just had so much growing up to do i think it's fine for what it is but i still had so much growing up to do so it's weird how like you think you are a fully formed human in your late 20s and then when you reflect back on that even a couple years later you're like oh i made some stupid comments about birth control or whatever it is so i think it's just like an odd experience to have that moment in time of like your mindset and then when people are reading it for them it is you now even though it's you Mm. in the past and Mm -hmm. you've kind of grown from that so anyway fast forwarding um this is the book that i always wanted to write which is like i've just always obviously lived romance and so it is like an a-list hollywood actor and like an elite dominatrix at like the fantasy dungeon of my dreams, yeah. not like the disaster dungeon that I actually worked at that was like <laughs> not in any way safe and there was like no security and no panic buttons and <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. This it's is like, the dungeon it, away grown up Jenny would do it were she to do yeah. a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, like if I was oh going to build a dungeon. And do a dungeon, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, all of a sudden I realized. Bonkers Romance presents Jenny Does Dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like the fantasy dungeon of my dreams of like when you're working there, you're like, what if we had this, that and the other? And so it takes like all the fun, good parts of working in a dungeon, but makes it like safe and hygienic and more fun. Yeah. Um, So it's an elite dominatrix and a Hollywood actor and they end up in a fake relationship together. 
he has landed this coveted role of Lucas Steele. It's this, like, kind of Game of Thrones meets Fifty Shades of Grey movie that, like, fans are clamoring for. It's a big deal. But he's, like, Mr. Goody Two Shoes, like, Chris Evans kind of guy. Like, nobody is willing to believe that he can do it. He's struggling to figure out how to play this, like, dark, morally ambiguous character. So... She's going to teach him. They're going to date to pull it off because romance reasons. Good romance and, reasons. You know, sparks <laughs> fly. But I don't I think I like played with the idea that I think we like to make everything binary, right? Like we have switches, but usually people see that as like you are acting as either a, a sub or a dom mm-hmm. when you're a switch. And I wanted to explore a little bit more the idea that like people's sexuality and people's kinks aren't usually that binary like she is submissive but she's like this very dominant submissive so you kind of get like alpha versus alpha going on between the two of them and he has to be like alpha enough to handle her at her strongest in order to kind of fulfill the needs that she has so that is the book cool yeah it's it's can't wait. It's stupid good. It's so, 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 so good. Like, the book is so good. It's called His Leading Lady by Jenny Nordback. It's number one in your Key Club series, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh! Mm-hmm. And, like, the premises for book two and three are already, like, edge of my seat. So I'm very stoked about all of this. <laughs> yeah. And it but comes yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron did a big <laughs> wink. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait for this to get into the world because Elena forever. She taught me something about my sexuality. It's great. It's great stuff. (laughs) It's more than just a romance. (laughs) All right. So we talked to you about what we were going to recap today. And we were like, listen, there's this Netflix movie. And it's a a reimagination of she's all that, but with the genders reversed. And we think it could be fun. And then we tortured you almost to death by making you watch it. <laughs> Jenny texted us being like, I can't finish it. It's Ugh. so bad. I can't Ugh. even get through she it. She said it was so dramatic. Oh, my god! What was the first note you wrote down, Jenny? <laughs> I want to stab myself <laughs> is my first <laughs> note about this film. Um <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, I think I made it like eight minutes in and stopped it and started texting them to be like, are, is, like, are you guys serious? Are sure? have, you, are you, have you watched <laughs> Listen, it yet? Are hi. you sure? Melody said, with your podcast that you're leaning into joy, <laughs> and I think that you, I'm, I'm just going to say it, are a liar because you clearly are not <laughs> leaning into joy. <laughs> Here's no, the really, thing. this was joyful for me. This thing was a yeah, hot same. mess and I loved it. <laughs> Is this movie okay, I think good? I probably don't hate it for the reasons that you think I hate it for. Ooh. Like I did like the sort of silliness of it and the over the topness of it. And like, I don't, I think I probably don't, I don't hate it because it was like joyful and silly. I hate it for other reasons that it's not worth me trying to list them all right this okay. second. I'm very we'll excited. We're going to get the play by play. It's going to be great. Yeah. I just want to be clear. I didn't think it was good, but I did enjoy oh, yeah. watching it. Same. Both times I watched right. it. <laughs> you watched it twice? No. I didn't take That's notes. Not. So I was like, I have to watch it twice. <laughs> I have three legal pad pages. Oh, you're the best. You're the notes. sexiest. You're so hot right notes. now. 
more yep. or less helpful than I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All we right. have got this influencer extraordinaire. She's got like a million followers on the TikToks, I think is probably the site they went with. And she's like all about makeovers and like manifesting your best self in like the most basic B baby pink kind of way. Her room is very pink. Ooh. It has many circle lights in it. All the Did furs. you notice that on her dresser, she had a photograph of another girl in a dance uniform that is like objectively not her? No. You know the evil friend? Yeah. It might be the evil friend, Cute. but it is just a portrait photo of just a, a girl. Like it's it's too out of focus to know if it's for sure the uh-huh. evil friend. But like... <laughs> Have you ever had, like, just a picture that's a photograph of, like, a different, like, just your friend alone in, like, a... You have no idea how badly I wish I could just pick up a framed picture of you right now (laughs) and be, like, the biggest creep on the planet. It's very weird. (laughs) Melody has one. Melody has just produced a stick version of me. Well, actually, it's my head on top of Dita Von Teese's body, which is an important note. I think I have that, too. It's just out of reach. It's in this bag. (laughs) So, yes, is the answer. Yeah. Maybe I do. Anyway, I just found it very odd. Like, as the camera panned around, I assumed that was our heroine. And then when it got to her, I was like, nope, that's not her. Yeah. Yeah, so they do this whole opening montage where, like, she gets ready and then pretends to get out of bed and, like, do all the things. And it's clearly very fake, very influencer, very okay. And then she comes out of her room and closes the door. And it goes from, like, opulent baby pink fairyland to, like, very straightforward middle class white linoleum kitchen. (laughs) And I kind of loved it, actually. Which they show an outside shot of her house. Yeah. And can I just say that where I live in California mm-hmm. and where she is supposed to live in California, mm-hmm. that house would cost at least a million dollars. Yeah, I was going like, to say, that's, that's a very that is, nice They refer to it lives. later as a shack. And I was uh-huh. like, I guess I live in a shack. Yeah. Like, well, and her, <laughs> she, her mom is a single mom who's a nurse. Like, yeah. that's not where they're living in that zip code. There's no way. No, they, <clears> she <throat> apparently works so hard to keep them at that school district. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't think yeah. a nurse's salary can do that, but you know, who knows? I don't know. Who who knows what the divorced uh, dad does for a living? It's true. And what the alimony looks like? Um, what do you but, have to say, Erin? There's more. Well, she starts selling products immediately in her thing. She's like, I like to wake up with the the this product and like put on the this product, and that sets the tone for this being the most product placey movie i've seen in a very long time because they they hide it by her like selling the products as an influencer but man like pizza hut Mm -hmm. smart food like there are some (laughs) the the lip gloss that's the circle that miley cyrus had that time Uh that stuff there's a lot of products in this movie additionally on her walls did you notice that the decorations on her walls are just photographs of shoes? No. Like the, the, the framed photos on her walls are just shoes. We've all got our fetishes, Erin. <laughs> so weird. I love watching movies with you because my brain does not pick up on this stuff. This is great. This is great. You're content. the one that you're the one that saw the dress in the the wedding planner movie. I the did angel thing. I did. So you're right. Don't put this on me. I have my moments of absolute brilliance, but you're much more consistent. <laughs> 
I feel like before we go any farther, it yes. is important to note that this film is both written and directed by middle-aged white men. Really? Yeah. Like, it's the same writer from the first She's All That movie. Doesn't oh. Now. Oh, no. I don't know how old he is. I would assume he's at least in his 40s or 50s. Um, and it's directed by the guy who directed Mean Girls. But I think that is one of my issues just, like, as a, like, framing it that way as we go through it. I'm like, this is how a middle-aged white man thinks, like, this is what he thinks teenage girls are struggling with and like this is what he thinks (laughs) the teenage girl experience is or like that they've got like a picture of their friend on their desk or it's just so completely out of touch where it's like could you shoes on their wall like like, girls like shoes yeah with a woman like even like any woman yeah doesn't (laughs) have to be a young woman just like a woman would be better than not. Right. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I don't know if I'm just looking at She's All That through like nostalgia goggles, but this is objectively much worse. Mm. Like he did not hone his craft from then to now. No, is it nostalgia glasses? All right. The same. No, like, it is I, worse. I, I don't know. I don't think it's much worse. All right. Fair enough. That's I just what, felt like a few plot the points the just follower came out of dialogue is... Yeah kind of painful not uh-huh. because like that is a very real thing that teenage girls struggle with but just because i don't think it's like good dialogue like i don't think it's really right. it's the way that teenage talk. girls struggle yeah. with yeah, it. yeah 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 um, um but i i do i do think you guys are forgetting how bad the slam poetry slash modern art dialogue was in the oh. first like i I think we're having a little bit of forgetfulness of how clunky some of the first ones. It is so bad and so iconic at the same time. And I'm about to get ahead of myself, but like Freddie Prince Jr. having to get up and do that like interpretive art thing, and then he like has the hacky sack and he doesn't (laughs) know what to do, and like it's kind of terrible. But he's like magnetic enough and has the presence enough that he sells it to you yeah mm-hmm. it's like cameron diaz doing karaoke in my best friend's wedding where it's like they are just so fucking charismatic yeah that they true. will sell anything to you and this movie doesn't have that like her equivalent is like she goes for writing lessons like she doesn't humble herself the way that he does no mm, he, she true. never humbles herself never we will get there <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so she runs to a different building wait, that's a fancier... Wait, I'm so sorry, Erin. I'm so sorry. We do have to mention that her mom, the nurse, is Rachel Lee Cook. That's all I have yes, to say. but not the same character. No, not the same Which character. Just same I face. I thought was kind of lame. I thought she was going to be that character growing yeah. up. And it, it's just a different, identical Rachel Lee Cook in a different It's just a whole different, different lady. Yeah, like parallel oh, universe Rachel Lee Cook. Mm-hmm. I am at some yeah. point going to call her Evan Rachel Wood because I can't get the three names straight. I support so just, that. I understand. And that's what's in that. my notes. You're on the right me. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we like that. Okay, <laughs> so she runs to a nicer building that she pretends to live in for her BFFs to come her, pick her up. For her best friends to, she can't even tell her best friends where she lives, which is rough. It's a sad. They talk about her boyfriend who is shooting a music video. Yeah, his name is Jordan. And he's he's what is what is this single called? Turf War in the four two four. It's like a Beverly Hills. <laughs> I super duper 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 love it. This Better is the bow. second time I've grabbed a candle to drink from. Yeah, put that far away from you, please. Twice yes, I've tried to drink from the candle, and it is not. You have to stop it. 
That is not the kind of wax play I like to see. Like, no. Just pouring it in your mouth. That's not, that's not something people do, Jen. Just gargling wax. Anyways, okay. So he's shooting a music video. They're going to the video shoot to live stream her giving him a... A croaking... Croaking boosh. Because he's a It's a word we learned in, um, in um, the royal... Royal birth. with the royal, uh, yeah, 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 red, white, Does and royal be- blue, yeah, because he pushed him into a croaking bouche. We learned that word, that's that right. Day. Um, that's then right. we see our hero who is like subversive, oh, like broody, he's like, just got like a beanie and like a bad wig on. So, do you think that he always wore hats to cover up the wig? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he just has like a hat and a wig, and it's like, oh, isn't uh-huh. he so dorky? Look at his face. It, like, is so overshadowed by the bad wig, guys. Okay, but our first intro to him, he's, like, in the quad, and he hates everything, and he's talking to his friend and whatever, and, like, his little sister walks across the quad, and he decides he's going to embarrass her by, like, yelling about whether she took her (laughs) laxatives, and I was like, that's not cute or funny. That's bully shit. Like, who does that to their little sister? I was like, you're an asshole, and I am not rooting for you. I hope you keep your bad hair. He also calls himself a fountain of truth in a world World of bullshit. (laughs) It's so funny. And to be fair, that's actually our second impression of him, Jenny. Okay. Because our first impression of him is her, is him batting her phone out of her hand because he doesn't want to listen to that Jordan kid's bad music, which I found. Yeah. Remember, he turns up his like, his like, rock. Stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, listen to rock music. Yeah. And he really wants to, like, go traveling. And he's trying to get his best friend, Nisha, to go to, like, Europe with him and travel around and, like, backpack. And maybe we'll he start care about money stuff. He, he just care wants about to money. go to Europe and travel around Western Europe so, because he doesn't care about money. Yeah, he doesn't care about money because he has money. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because he's always <laughs> Yeah, it. you know who doesn't That's care right. about money? Rich people. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to do roll after roll after roll of expensive film. And then not mm-hmm. show anyone. Yeah. And go to Europe. And develop it in a dark room where I don't allow my caregiver to go in. It's a separate room from my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and a dark room that was a 14th birthday present. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> sir. Okay? <laughs> I don't care about don't money. Care about money. Mm. Um, their mascot is the Earthquakes. And they do go to Cali High. It's <laughs> so funny to me. The it's Cali so High funny. Earthquakes. And when the guy on the PA is saying that the prom is going to be themed under the sea, and he said that it's ironic, I really thought that he was going to say, because if there's a big earthquake, we'll all be... Under like the we're sea. the earthquakes and we'll be in the sea. But then he said that it would be in the sea instead of under the sea, which is stupid. And I feel like they really missed a good joke there. Well, anyway. that's Matthew Lillard. So he's a national treasure and we will not come for him. Um, but secondly, you didn't come for him. I came for the script writer. It's true. You're Matthew right. Lillard did no wrong in this movie. Oh, Matthew Lillard. He's magnificent he, he, in this movie. Talk about magnetic. That was my note. When we get to him later, I was like, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Truly, though. No, but I do love that his through line is, um, for the most part, we see, we hear him up top on the top part of the movie, just announcing like things that are happening at prom. <laughs> and mm-hmm. one of them is like, I don't know why we're doing this, but it was the committee's decision and I support them. Yep. Now she goes to the trailer with the boyfriend. Okay, so she's got her croaking bush and she's holding it. 
Well, like they've driven to the valley and they don't go to school in the valley. How the fuck are they going to get back to How school? How are they getting back to school on time? Tell us all about Los Angeles. Tell us what. what I don't far. even know where they're supposed to be. But it's also like rush hour ish at any point yeah. trying to get from one place to another. No. We're talking like two hours probably to get to like where they're talking about going and not even like there and back again. So I, yeah. You should be in school, children. I think, like, <laughs> where she lives is, like, Palisades Tower, or where she fakes that she lives. Is that a real thing? Yeah, but everything here is called Palisades yeah, this right. and Palisades yeah, that. Yeah, There's, like, matter. 67 Palisades apartments. One of my college apartments was the Palisades. <laughs> okay, so she bangs on the trailer. And then he's, like, doing his music really loud, oh, so she God. just barges in. His music. It's his song. Yeah, his own music. But, like, listen... Do I listen to my own podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do I enjoy it? <laughs> yes. When we make jokes, am I like, God, we're so funny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I can't really come for him on this. Fair anyway. enough. I will say I do not have sex to our podcast. What? Oh, oh, right. Because he's doing that. In the <laughs> I thought you were bringing that up out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> and I thought you were like, what? Who doesn't? Yeah, same. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is an accusation melody. Like, <laughs> yes, he is having sex to his own music, which I, I kind of find a little hilarious. Um, like there's there's something that's like kind of endearing about that. He's such a dummy. <laughs> With a woman named Aniston. It's a family who, name. So loved it. She was a family name. <laughs> But they make fun of her for being named Aniston. Yeah. And our heroine is named Paget. Her best friend's <clears throat> name is Q. And the other friend, the mean bad friend, is named like Alden. Yeah. Don't make fun of Aniston. Like, let's not throw stones when we live in glass houses. You know? <laughs> but whatever. So she walks into this trailer and she's like, surprise, I made you all the gluten-free croak and boo. Well, they're live streaming this. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they're also live streaming it. The The best friend, um, Alden, is holding the phone live streaming this for all of her followers. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. And so she finds him in flagrante delecto with Aniston, and she's like, ah, we're over. How dare you? I've done everything for you. Like, bah, bah, bah. And she's throwing croak and boosh at them. And he hilariously is using Aniston as a human shield. <laughs> it's pretty great. She says, I made them with for you with almond flour so you wouldn't fart on your stupid video shoot, which is fantastic. <laughs> she calls him a croak and douche. Yeah. And Alden does not stop filming. And so she's sobbing. She, what's up? What's up? 
Oh, I was going to say, I wrote here, not that I'm like, I can be super proud that I like called it in a movie like this, but I was like, <laughs> that friend fucking hates her because she oh, never yeah. stopped recording. Yeah. Um, but again, like figuring out the ending of he's all that shouldn't really go on my scoreboard. I Are guess. you sure that you're not going to put that on like your private detective resume later on? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think I will. <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know, well, listen. I'm, I mean, we'll we'll just table it for later. Put it on a draft. All right. Okay. So this lady like does not stop filming. She's like her mascara is all smeared, and she's got a snot bubble coming out of her nose. And I found it to be so relatable in that moment. It was so yeah. nice. Like, I would have followed her immediately. Yeah. The next morning, she finds out that she's, like, losing all of her followers because everybody is hashtag Team Aniston because she was, like, such a mess and she had a snot bubble and everyone's calling her snot bubble girl. Um, And then Kourtney Kardashian calls her to tell her that she's no longer sponsoring her. Boy, is there a Kourtney Kardashian cameo in here. Multiple. Yeah. Can I just tell you, I didn't know who she was until way later in the movie. I did not recognize a Kourtney Kardashian because I just don't recognize a what Kardashian. A weird flex, Melody. It's not a flex. A, a I'm telling you, I'm bewildered flex. about it. I'm suddenly really obsessed with her because she seems to be in this very happy, healthy relationship with Travis Barker. Okay. And they're just like living their best lives. He like finally got on a plane again for the first time in many years after the plane crash that he was in so that he could like go on vacation with her. And I have a confession they just seem to make. This, like, I don't know who a Travis Barker is. I don't know either. Okay. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I might just need to leave oh, now. No. He's the drummer from Blink-182. Oh! I was With thinking athletes. I was yeah, going athlete. I, I was is. like, what basketball player is a Travis Barker? Yeah, no, he's got all the tattoos and yeah. They're they're like age appropriate for each other, yeah, which that's does not nice. always happen. Like they're both in their early forties, they both have kids, they just seem to for like the tabloid side of things that I'm seeing, they seem to be in this like very healthy relationship. That's lovely. And, and I haven't she's really now in the Kardashians, movies. but it just makes me happy. Yeah, she's like moving into acting yeah. from reality TV, and that is a hard that's a hard door to walk. She had through. a big role in this feature film. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> she's not gonna <laughs> she's not gonna sponsor her anymore. <laughs> and Paget is like, my life is over. I can't do anything anymore. But then she finally musters and gets her shit together and goes back to school. And as she's talking to her two friends, one is the very sweet friend named like Quinlan or something. And then the other one is a sneaky mean friend called Alden. And she, Alden's like, wow, you know, you really, I don't know how you're going to get over this. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. And she's like, I know what I'll do. I made Jordan. Like, when I found him, he was nothing. He had bad hair, and he... He still has bad hair, for the record. He does, yeah. But great pants. Good pants. (laughs) Very excited about those pants. You know what? I'm going to say it. I am a 34-year-old lady who's going to say it. Nope. He's got an okay butt. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice his butt. There was that one scene where they were were talking about how Jordan has always uh, tortured whatever his name is. And um, one of the scenes was him at the lunch table oh, being like, he's got, like I don't want to look at your underwear down. while I'm eating my lunch. And it was just butt. And I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad. That's all I'm saying. 
Anyway, so they do. So Alden challenges her to the bet from She's All That, which is basically like he made she made this guy and she could make another one. And they pick the loseriest loser for her to make into the prom king. And that is Cameron. There we go. Then they do a montage. So then they clip to him. And uh, talking to, I think, Nisha, his friend, yeah. who's like, who's got the best hair. Oh, God. Well, can we just take a moment? Um, we have to take several moments for Nisha's hair. She's got hair. such good hair. It's that, incredible. I guess that's just the end. But, like, it's got, like, a purple stripe, but it's, like, just yeah. the perfect purple. It's, like, a blue in there, too. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if she changes it from day to day or whatever, but, man, it's this, she's got this beautiful black hair, and she's got, like, and there's so much of it. It's so long. And then she's got just the perfect blue and purple streaks in it, and it's always in this bun that's on the top of her head, and the bun is, like, its own island. And then there's also, like, these tendrils that come down. Listen, Nisha's hair game is everything I aspire to. Very good. So I think he's talking to Nisha and like the the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend with the butt comes and like throws a milkshake in the trash and like hits him with it. And then he's like, (laughs) hit you with a milkshake. (laughs) Sorry, loser. Yeah, he says something about being a pacifist and she's like, actually, you're not a pacifist. And then they do this montage of Cameron, our hero, just heckling the shit out of the the villain, right? Like the ex-boyfriend who has done nothing to this yeah, kid. Has he done nothing? Cooler. <laughs> I like but in every I mean, single one of these things, is, he starts it. Yeah, yeah. He definitely starts it. And his response is yeah, to kick Cameron the shit out of him. is a bully. But don't you wonder? Wow, okay, hot so like takes later, over here. I did not see it this way. I was just like, <laughs> look at that douche being a douche. And like, mm-hmm. there's one person who's gonna say it out loud. What a hero Cameron is, you know? I mean, here's here's what I don't hate is yeah. that later on in the movie, we find out that Cameron has mad karate skills or maybe kung fu skills. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And he didn't ever use them before. Like, this was the one thing he was going to, like, he took it from this guy for, like, a thousand years. Yeah. I kind of like that. So we are meant to believe the only thing we know about Cameron is that the one thing he likes to do on the weekends is, one, take pictures. That's, like, you know, the the foundation of his character. They, like, never show anybody's pictures. Never, But then, two, he likes going to different kung fu movie marathons. And so, like, last weekend they did a Johnny Wang, and then this weekend he wants to do a Jimmy Wang, and Nisha's like, I think that's the same person. And he's like, no, Johnny's Chinese and Jimmy's Taiwanese, and it's like a world of difference, which is, you know, true. But so we're meant to believe that this kid, the pacifist, like the kind of Dorcasaurus Rex, just, like, basically did, um, like, a robot download. No. Have you seen that movie? The Matrix? No. No, Listen, not the hi. Matrix. I'm sorry. He downloaded Kung Fu into his head via a robot. What other movie are you thinking of? Um, well, first of all, um, I've never seen The Matrix. And second of all, <laughs> I was thinking of Big Hero 6. Okay. So, like, why don't you just fuck off with your absolute nonsense and get with the times, oh, Aaron. the joy <laughs> You know? <laughs> Why don't you, like, get up with the kids? I guess is what, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad Jenny's here because I feel like we can't just break up in front of Jenny, you know? 
I mean, I could instigate it, but I haven't seen Big Hero 6, so I'm on Team Aaron here. I, the line is, I know Kung Fu. That was like the biggest line in the movie, right? All I know about The Matrix is that um, I practice the backbend he does for parties. That's <laughs> for all. Parties? <laughs> what, what, parties? Parties are what kind of parties are we talking about? <laughs> I think here's what I think, Jenny. I think they're normal parties, but Melody's just doing that. In the background, doing the back bet, and everybody's like, she's doing it again. No, truly. She, she, and they're like, just don't, just don't look. She'll stop. It's fine. That was one of my dance yes. moves. Yeah, yeah. You haven't been to a party with Melody. This is very on brand. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was trying to say when all of this happened. Oh, no, I was trying to say that we're meant to believe this kid just watches kung fu movies and then does kung fu. No, you're Tell you're me wrong. what I missed, Aaron. I don't know. We'll have Jenny like be the decider here. But what what I think we're led to believe is that he does kung fu. They just didn't tell us in the movie until the end. Like cuz I I think he goes to classes and practices and that kind of thing. That's why he has like a killer body. But I don't think they wanted to tip the the viewer off until he gets in that fight with that guy. You know, maybe all he does is watch Kung Fu on the weekends because like that's what he's into. But I think he does it too. Huh. That's why they only told us he was a horse girl. Yeah, you sold me with the, you don't get an eight pack. You don't get an eight pack from just riding horses. I mean, I guess maybe at 18 you do, but yeah, he's like shredded. <laughs> so I would I would buy that he's doing some martial arts. It was shocking the way this kid is shredded. It's nuts. Mm. Anyway, so they're talking about Kung Fu. What's going on, Aaron? So when he goes to school the next day, she's like standing there. And um, she's like, hey, I know I've never talked to you before, but like, I think you're great. And like, maybe you could take photographs of our fundraiser for and he's like, no, like, as soon as she's like, I thought maybe you could. He's like, no. And she's like, you didn't let me finish. You could take photographs for our fundraiser. And he's like, what is it for? Cancer, homelessness? Like, what's the deal? And she's like, for prom. And he's like, definitely not. You're the worst. <laughs> get away <laughs> like, from me. Walks away. <laughs> so then she like grabs the sister and tries to get the down load on like what's he into what's he like and she tell that's when we find out the kung fu stuff no that's when we find out the, the horse stuff oh no kung fu movies but then You're she right. says I'm sorry he's a horse boy and in the mornings that he goes to a, a horse barn and he um brushes those horses and he um gets their poop out of there he mucks out their uh, stalls room horse rooms and he gives them <laughs> what their fucking head. time does their school start right because my school started at like seven and like yeah we had swim practice before it but we were already like in the building and we went like straight from the locker room right. to our first class Aaron, what, Listen, what slackers? What I was on the ice at 5 a.m. Like, you can do it. You love something and you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it. again, where you is this barn? Where's the barn? That he can, like, I don't know. You forget again, like, Los going Angeles. 20 miles in LA is. It's a Los Angeles horse barn. He's like Christian Gray and he's taking yeah. a helicopter to. He just, like, places. takes his helicopter places. Maybe he, maybe he does though. He's like crazy rich, right? Listen, I don't know. I can't get a read on these people. Jenny, how many barns are in Los Angeles? They're just farther out. Like, there's quite a few that I know yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, if you're at the coast, a lot of people have horses and or like Palos Verdes. There's a lot of barns and horses. Like, it's there's pockets. I mean, like not downtown, but mm. 
I don't know it anything doesn't matter. about anything. No one's interested in L.A. geography. I, I kind of am, but yes. <laughs> I mean, this is like me trying to figure out the fucking East Coast last time when we did something with Mel where I was like, I don't understand. How does this work? Yeah, you haven't lived until you hear me try to name the seas of the world. So like, <laughs> I completely true. understand <laughs> geographical confusion. What were you going to say, Mel? I have to say something very sincere. Mm-hmm. And that is that the one person in this movie who has real acting chops and a bit of a future is that sister. Oh, yeah. At the end, yeah. that sister yeah. is good. Yeah. She's like the only Neither one of who the is main natural. Characters. No. Yeah. And you are excluding Matthew well, who's Lillard. Who's the sister in the original movie? Oh, he's already got it's- his chops. The sister in the original movie is uh, that Colkin, that younger Colkin. Is That's a Colkin? Lee Cook's little brother. No, yeah. in the in oh, yeah. Zach's sister. Oh yeah, Zach did have a sister. He's all that, or she's all that. Is the chick from True Blood? I think, you just, I think you just blew no, my it's mind. Anna Paquin. No, it is. It is. I remember it's now. Anna Paquin. Yeah, and then and then the the little brother of uh, Rachel Lee Cook is Kieran Culkin. Wow, I'm fairly certain that I'm right about. I this mean, I'm looking that. it. Up. I feel like so you the little going. sister in this movie is talented and should have a future in acting if there's any justice in the world. Matthew Lillard and little sister Bryn. Yeah, Anna Paquin. Wow. All right, okay. So the next thing that happens is she shows up at that barn before school in her equestrian outfit. and I'm so angry about this. um, I'm so angry. (laughs) About this. Oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. We have to take several seats now because we are in the presence of a bona fide horse girl. Go fuck yourself. Back up and just let her go. (laughs) No. You know what? There's. It's one thing if there's a theme party. Okay, but if you're going on a casual fucking ride in the morning, don't you come at me in like English equestrian wear. She doesn't know. She could wear fucking jeans and it would be more appropriate than the stupid jacket she had on with her stupid fucking pigtails and her goddamn boots that she's never worn around all. Who's the one who's supposed to hate this movie? (laughs) Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I figured it was like a she's going to do a thing for her followers kind of deal. So she wants to look like. Oh, look, I'm horsey. Oh, God, it's even worse. I think she just thought that's what people wear when they ride horses. Yes. She Googled horse outfit, and that's what she found. Which, fair. No. No! You can't do horses wrong in front of this one. <laughs> Listen! <laughs> Anyways. Um, so she shovels a bunch of poop. Um, they kind of bond a little bit. Then she gets on the horse. She mounts the horse perfectly the first time. Then he asks her to get off the horse, and then it goes poorly. And then she does fall in a in a thing of poop and he laughs at her. And then she takes the poop with her bare hands and throws it in his face. And then they laugh and laugh like maniacs. And like nuts. maniacs. I'm going to admit I skipped this part and I somehow managed to skip. I skipped from like somewhere a few minutes before this to the singing part. 
Oh, wow. Really? Good for you. Ooh, barehanded. I somehow poof. missed poo flinging, which I did not there expect like monkeys. to have missed. Mm-hmm. Who laughs when they get shit in their face? He know. does. Well, the reason that he, he <laughs> the reason that they laughed in their defense, Jenny, you know, is that while she was shoveling the poop, she was like, God, what do horses eat? And he was like, hey, and grass and like horse feed and stuff. And so then she falls down and then she flings the, the shit right in his face. Bear. Handed. Barehanded. And the reason that he laughs, so he laughs at first, and then she throws it in his face, and he gets a little bit weird about it. And then she's like, what? It's just like grass and stuff, like trying to do a callback to what he said earlier. And then they laugh like absolute loons. Like maniacs. Like they have an evil plan to take care of the world, to, to, like, to dominate the world. thrown back. <laughs> it's bananas. <laughs> and he has poo on his face while this is happening? Okay. Yeah, it's so great then they stuff. go to school. Still with poo on them, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they are wearing like different outfits. So they, they are. Must shower at the horse shower or whatever. It, are there horse showers? Aaron, <laughs> go away. Is it like the beach where there's like a shower outside? See yourselves out. <laughs> I was thinking it might be like four horses. <laughs> and they would like get on their, their I know their what hands you were thinking. Knees to like fit in the horse shower. They wouldn't have to get on their hands and knees, Erin. Horses are very tall. I don't but know I do about like it. the I'm idea. Sorry. No, I do really like the idea of like having a, like a horse wash where you just like have the horses walk through and like the things are spinning. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you could also do Can that. Can I just say that I now really on. need someone to find a horse, like a centaur romance or something to do on Bonkers yes. because – I really need as many opportunities to fuck with Melody about this as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I have experience in the subject just means that I am to be respected, you know? That's really who I was talking to about centaur romance. Was it you, Mel, that I was talking about the human penis on a centaur? (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't figure out which way it should go, which way, which where we wanted to go. Not that conversation, but there's. There was like this whole thing on Amazon that you can't put a centaur romance on Amazon because it's like a bestiality. Yeah, it's thing, bestiality. It's got the consciousness of a man. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about if we could put like a centaur romance on Amazon, but just really in every sex scene, make sure size that it's a human penis, like in all caps. <laughs> and then he took his human penis. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. You probably had to be there. It was just. I'm notorious. When Cards Against Humanity was like a big thing and you would like go to other people's houses and play it, I'm assuming that was a thing other people did. But mm-hmm. and there would be the blank cards. I would always take people's blank cards and I had a few that I would just like casually mm-hmm. write under the table. And one of them was like a centaur, but with the horse on top <laughs> and a mermaid, a mermaid with the fish on top. <laughs> so it's like human legs and just a fish head. <laughs> think of that SNL skit where Amy Adams is a mermaid and she starts singing about like her fish genitalia like there's a prince there that's gonna like fall in love with her and she's like my mucusy fish genitalia (laughs) (laughs) anyways um okay so then they go to 
school. And and then she does the weirdest thing with he and Nisha where she's like, oh, thank you so much for your for showing me how to ride. My butt hurts so bad or something like she's making yeah. it into this weird sexual says, innuendo. Yes. She says, thank you for this morning. My butt is so sore. I can barely walk. It got so messy, but it was so good. Um, and he says, I gave her a writing lesson. And Nisha's like, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> then she tells them about a karaoke party she wants them to go to. And then hilariously, because he has a flip phone that's duct taped together. <laughs> she says, should I SMS you? The lo- <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a solid joke. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. So then they show up to this karaoke party, which she didn't tell them is a karaoke pool party. Sponsored by Pizza Hut. Yeah. And KFC. Yeah, because at the end, Nisha asked to take the KFC to go. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, we're going to leave. Can I take a bucket of chicken to go? Got to go. Yeah. So then she is like, oh, what do you guys, what's your like go-to karaoke song? And they're like, (laughs) and so she goes up there and she starts slaying Teenage Dream. For Wait, real. Before she gets up there, we oh, do yeah. find out that the she's going to college in New York and she's paying for it with all her sponsorships, but now she can't because she lost her sponsorship with Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, that Kardashian. Yeah. And he says that um he doesn't believe in college. He believes it exists, but doesn't believe he should go. He just wants to tool around Europe with no money for the rest of his life, which is something that rich boys say. Yeah. Yeah, that's something with a that's somebody with a lot of privilege. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So she starts slaying teenage dream, and then wait, 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 sorry, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, Quinn and uh, Q, Quindlin, and Arden, 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 Alden, Alden, Alden. They get up and sing, and they're like super out of tune and terrible. They're also singing "The Boy Is Mine" by Brandy and Monica, which was one of my favorite albums in middle school so then she gets up and it's like a perfectly audio tuned studio version of oh yeah and she's got dance moves and the dance moves when she moves her arms fast the green screen can't take it her arms completely slice off she is sometimes a torso during oh my god i noticed that yeah. Mm-hmm. The arm disappears completely because she's moving too fast in front of the green screen. Incredible. It's the best. Incredible. Anyway, Jordan comes with Aniston and she gets like really distracted and she can't sing anymore. So then Cameron, I almost said Cameroon because of that stupid thing that happens later. Cameron like immediately jumps up and is like doing it with her. And then they finish the song as a duet. And it is actually a big swoon. And I will not hear anything else. Mm-hmm. No, I loved it. <laughs> I can't dispute Jennifer, it because Jennifer. this is about the point that I fast forwarded to. So. <laughs> Would you like to comment on whether or not this is a big swoon and a great hero move? Jenny? Yeah, I mean, you're you? you're off the hook because when I <laughs> when I fast forwarded, I picked up at the uh, can I take a bucket of chicken home? So oh, okay, so you didn't even see this. I have no comments. That's why you didn't like the movie. I could see that people were singing, and I was like, oh no, it's not stopping. Me. <laughs> Continuing on. That's one of the reasons why this hero didn't get endeared to you because you missed the part where he got up on stage and sang "Teenage Dream" with her. He saves he her every word. And was pretty good at singing. He was good at singing. He was fine at it. So then they uh, drive her home. Oh, I wanted to say the the Jordan was also wearing a hashtag Team Aniston shirt. 
No. Which is, yeah. Which is like the worst. That's so rude. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, they drive her home, and as they're driving her home, they try to make jokes, and then they like they do this really forced laughter stuff that is, I think, just the hallmark of the whole movie. Like, it's, I think, Fake the only laughter. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing I'm going to remember from the movie because every single person other than the sister is really bad at fake laughing. Anyway, at the end, she, like, she puts a purse or something in his truck mm-hmm. pocket so that she can come back later. And adorably, Nisha gets out and threatens her to death mm-hmm. if she if fucks with her friend. Him. Yeah. I will bury you. I will bury you. And our heroine is just standing there in her, like, sweating in her monochromatic loungewear. She's like, just being "Ah, like, I won't. (laughs) Anyway, this is my fake building. I'll walk to my real house now. (laughs) Yeah. And then when she gets back in, Nisha's like, I really like her. (laughs) (laughs) So the video of him singing Teenage Dream reached 2.4 million people on TikTok. She comes over to get the wallet and finds out that their dad lives in Sweden. Yeah. And sends them one batch of presents every year. But they're they're sort of in um uh forced not forced stasis. What's it when what's that term when you're like when you never grow? Arrested development. Arrested development. Yeah. They're in arrested development in his mind at like eight years old. So a lot of it's like mm. Barbie and Lego and stuff. Yeah. It's sad. Um, grandma is who they live with. She's watching a Blue Bloods marathon. She loves Tom Selleck. She is a prize. Um, okay. Oh, and then he's like, oh, is there anything else that you needed from me? And she's like, actually, yeah, I was wondering if you could give me a writing lesson, like, right now? Yeah. And he's very like, uh, okay, I think I just came in my pants because you want me to be a horse girl in front of you. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Melody. That wouldn't work on you if some guy was like, would you give me a writing lesson right now? No, I'm saying I'm saying it's a perfectly normal reaction. Oh, okay, Got it. I'm just saying it's what happened. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) But then afterwards they go in. they go to Union Station. Yeah. I didn't know. That Los Angeles had a union station. Yeah. So that's good to know. It's beautiful. I thought they had no public transport whatsoever. No, we do. We, I mean, there's a lot of buses in LA, but there are also trains, particularly if you're trying to go like downtown or around Hollywood or whatever. There's like a metro that goes underground. Um, cool. That I went through a phase of taking quite a bit in college. And then, yeah, we have a union station. But it's like not kosher to walk around and take pictures no, of yeah. people. So without we do their find out he's a monster. Station. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's a monster. He's a voyeur and a monster. And he takes these like candid photographs of people who are strangers and also people who are his friends who don't want him to. And they're not good. It's rough. No, I double majored in photography in college. Mm-hmm. And there were so many just like pretentious douchebags in uh-huh. photo majors. Mm-hmm. And there's like this whole category of people who think they're going to be like the next great street photographer. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be like handed and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that's he is. He's that dude. Like, there are categories he does talk about of street photography. photographer people. And he lists some of the, like, early street photographers, and that's who he idolizes. But, like, it's not cool anymore to walk around taking pictures of people without their consent. No. He says sometimes and he And he's asks, like, I have a good sense of yeah. who it's okay. And, like, do you? No, really? the guy gets mad. 17-year-old? And then immediately somebody gets mad, and he's like, when I can take pictures and when you run. And it's like, that's not cool. No. Mm-hmm. Not okay, Cameron. Anyway, so then they they get a Nutella latte, and Mm -hmm. they sit down, and they have a real talk. Did you guys drink coffee in high school? 
Yes. I did not drink coffee, but I still don't drink. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Coffee. But I'm like, should teenagers be caffeinated? I didn't drink coffee until law school. And really, that was only peer pressure. I Mm. drank coffee in high school because my mom had an espresso shop for a minute. So I would work at the shop Mm. and get really hyped on espresso. But if anyone drank coffee in high school, it's this guy. Oh, yeah. Like pretentious photography, like doesn't believe in college, like rich, so he doesn't want any money guy. I did think it was. these lattes are the best. Yeah, Yeah. but I Uh I really, he is definitely the guy who would be like, it's only good if you drink it black. And so I found it very endearing that he was like Mr. (laughs) Nutella Latte. Sorry. That's true. I did. But he will never be the mayor of New Orleans. <laughs> That's true. Was it a Nutella latte? Yeah. Oh, I missed that because I fucking love Nutella. So. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a Nutella latte. I would like to have one. I just found a dairy-free Nutella that has changed my whole world because I haven't been able to have Nutella in years. It's like banned in my household because you will catch me at like two in the morning eating it with a spoon yep. or Let's be real. I just go straight yeah, with like, a finger. finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put it in the freezer so it becomes hard. And then it, it is like a, a conscious choice to then thaw the Then you have to think about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> That's smart. Or, or what, ha- what the real situation is I take a butter knife and I stab it until some shavings come <laughs> off. And then I like a weird... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then we find out that's a peek in, that's a peek in behind the, the kind of cur- curtain of me. Um, we find out his mom died in a plane crash, but like a small plane crash because the tiniest her boyfriend one. had a plane. And then she's like kind of falling in love with him a little bit. Oh, he also talks about how at school he hates school because he got his car keyed and like somebody carved the loser into his car and somebody put a fetal pig into his backpack. Yeah. And I recently learned on Twitter that that is a uniquely dissecting a fetal pig is a uniquely American thing. Oh, yeah. So all I could think about was like 
people not in America watching this movie and being like, they did what? <laughs> they took a fetal pig? <laughs> like, where did they like, get a fetal they pig? Get? They carved a pig from the uterus. <laughs> <laughs> my god these children <laughs> no that's especially carrie isn't it yeah so um now they're going to an f scott fitzgerald gatsby themed party drop it he- like f scott drop it drop it like f scott <laughs> and i loved how he said you realize that like gatsby parties are a s- s- symbol of the shallowness of the ruling class right and she's like uh-huh <laughs> She's like, sadly, I think that's the draw. (laughs) So then we have a montage. It's a shopping makeover montage. And he says, can I bring a couple people? So he brings his little sis and Nisha because he's not going to be like Rachel Lee Cook and leave all of his friends behind. No, no. He's Mm going to bring everybody else up to popularity with him and stuff. So... She, so, yeah, cute, cute montage. This is where we see this supposed child take off his shirt abs, and he... Abs, abs, not dick, because that would be inappropriate. No, Just but he's got, abs. like, it's the abs. He's got that rib muscle situation that is always a tiny bit disconcerting. I'm always mm-hmm. like, have you eaten enough? Are you okay? <laughs> how much, <laughs> how many hours did you spend in a sauna last night, sir? You need to hydrate. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) did you guys notice that the sister is wearing a fuzzy bucket hat? No, No. fuzzy. Remember those? That is a throwback. Yeah, yeah. Because Nisha's always wearing overalls with the one with the one one strap, Murfer down. And I kind of thought that was a callback, maybe to the first movie, because that's what Lainey's always wearing in the first movie. Yeah, the bucket hat has no explanation except for that's coming back. I, no, I thought that's back. what the isn't that what the the bad ex girlfriend wore in a few scenes? Well, I don't know. I'm, Maybe I'm almost positive. Okay, all right. Okay. Anyway, maybe they're. I not do bad. feel like they kind of missed an opportunity to have like iconic costumery in oh, this great. film. Like they could have really gone hard mm-hmm. and done like clueless level iconic, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really anything that stood out that dramatically like the dress at the end isn't anything special it's like yeah it was all pretty bland mm-hmm. to me yeah yeah that's Completely true Completely agree turns out she cuts hair and she does give him a haircut that is hot oh, and sexy she gives him a sensual haircut and yes. there is some eye contact that i found very poignant mm-hmm. and then his little sister does call him hot and she can't make words at him because he's so hot. The end. It's a charming. And like high school Jenny would have thought he was super hot. Totally. Oh, yeah. Grown adult Jenny thinks he's a child, but. <laughs> Listen, grown adult Melody was a teensy bit confused simply because he had those. He has those he does double have that, like, mouth thing yeah and he's got like, like a, really some cute. nice crow's feet that really like ma- i was confused i was like this man <laughs> no, is cute isn't 16 but i know he's meant to be like 18 or something and uh, he's got the he's got creases in all the right places and and he i is was just 22 years old ladies oh so he's a child still <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1998 friends <gasps> Oh. oh, 
Yeah, all right. It hurts me. So I was 11. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, when did, the, when did the original She's All That come out? It's got to be around then, right? It was like 2000. Yeah, hey. I thought so. But, I mean, yeah, around, oh, 99. So he was one year old when the first movie, when we all got horny for Freddie Prince. Congratulations Jr. to him. You know, good job, sir. Nice did work. It. You did it. <laughs> Good job with your with your mouth wrinkles. Although I will say I'm glad they're <laughs> casting younger people, like people who are 22 years old in yeah, yeah, yeah. teen comedies instead of people who are 30. Like, yeah, even though it's confusing for me to watch, I would rather that, you know. No, agreed. Yeah, I okay. love that the kissing booth. She was like, I don't know, 21, 19 or like she was bet- mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so now we are at this goddamn yes. 1920s F. Scott Fitzgerald party. So much to say. So he, they're walking in. He, women are oogling him. By women, Hard. I do fellow children. Yes. And she goes, you're hot now. Get used to it. And I was like, he was hot always. You can't, you can't say, you can't give your due to make it. Like, she was already falling in love with him. Like, she can't say he's hot now. She needs to say he's hot. You're hot. Get over it. Right? I thought that was kind of insulting. Yeah, that that line yeah. struck me wrong too. Yeah. Anyway, which again, it's like a middle-aged man writing this imagining what a You're teenage right. girl would say. You're right. And every time a line like that was jarring to me, I was like, "No, bro. This is not yeah. n- what we want." <laughs> yeah. But I love an unrealistic high school party in a high school movie. And oh, I yeah. loved that. That's one they... of the hallmarks of She's All That. Yes. That yes. insane birthday party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy shit. These children are doing the Charleston. I <laughs> was floored. They're all like <laughs> doing Gatsby dances at each other. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, there's mocktails, which I did like that they weren't, there wasn't drinking at this party. It didn't seem no. like, which Mm-mm. was kind of cool. Yeah, I think they probably had to stay away from that. I don't know. But they had like pop rocks in them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it played as horrifying. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And we see the ex-boyfriend and he's like really sad because Aniston broke up with him. And then um, he gets really upset that no one was recording him being sad about Aniston breaking <laughs> up with him because his vulnerability <laughs> is what his followers love about him. Mm-hmm. Then and then he can't recreate it. Nisha. Yeah, because it's not real. Then we get Nisha and Q. Uh-huh. They start bonding. They're in... A different Gatsby's costumes that's not dinner <laughs> times mm-hmm. and includes a hat and a different kind of outfit. There's like a bow on it and stuff. They're a different Gatsby character, and mm-hmm. I don't know enough about literature. They're not Daisy. They're, they're the they're, they're the other one. one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. I care. didn't like Gatsby the first time. I'm not rereading no, it. Just, same. Just sound no. smart. Nope, not doing it. Then. We get Jordan, the ex-boyfriend, hitting on the little sister. Yeah. Uh, Who's 15? And they go to a second location. Yeah. Um, then we get the little photo booth. The photo booth where he they calls her beautiful. He says she's beautiful. They didn't get the pictures. Aren't they supposed to get the pictures? And That's isn't she like, to. shouldn't she like keep photography was such a if part it's of anything their thing. like the photo booths that happen at most of the kid parties that i know of now they digitally go into an album oh. terrifying and so funny story 
I had a friend whose office party did this, mm-hmm. and they like didn't. They got the printouts, but they didn't know that it was also going into like a digital album yeah. that everybody would have mm-hmm. access to after the fact. Mm-hmm. So two coworkers who were secretly dating <gasps> went in there kissing. No. And then after the fact, when everybody was going through and scrolling through the pictures, they were like, wait a second. Secrets out. I went to a wedding long ago where something like that happened. Was it yours? Mel, did you have a photo booth? I did have a photo booth, yeah. Did anyone's dick show up? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember whose wedding it was, but I went to a wedding and there was a photo booth. And they, like, some guys thought it'd be funny to, like, take pictures of their dicks in the photo booth. And they didn't know that it was going into, like, a wedding album. It was going to be, like, made into, like, a special album. So there was, like, a page in. I forget. I don't know what wedding this was. There was like a page in someone's wedding album that was just these guys being like dicks because <laughs> they thought it would be fun. <laughs> oh my god, men are Immortalized the worst. Yeah, in an album. Yeah, which you know is, is pretty funny. But Why like, are for men? those coworkers, it sounds like it was a big disaster. <laughs> okay, so now. As they're supposed to be singing happy birthday, the little sister comes, like, careening out of the house, being like, get away from me, you asshole. And it turns out Jordan tried to do an assault on her. And so Cameron is like, how the fuck dare you? Stop She hit him with a pool ball, though. Yeah. Yeah, she whacked him with a pool cue. And I love that she said she bonked him with it. Yeah. That's real cute. Because she's a little... So then um, Jordan's like, you want to go, man? You want to go? And Cameron's like, what are you talking about? He takes off his shirt. And Cameron's like, why are you removing your shirt? Like, I don't understand why you need to take off your shirt. Yeah. I I loved it. I loved it. So then they do fight, but they don't really fight because um, Cameron does a hot and sexy evade and then, like, use his moves against him kind mm-hmm. of situation. And, boy, it's great. He does it's a kick him in the hot. face. Before they start fighting, though, like, the bad the bad boy is doing, like, a amp up on, like, doing a, doing a, what do you call this? When you, like, a chest bump? Chest. Like they're posturing. Doing the, yeah, posturing. And, like, he doesn't flinch. He's just standing there because he thinks he's so ridiculous. Yeah. And then I really liked the outtakes at the end. Same. The actor kept flinching and be like, ah, I flinched. <laughs> I missed that. It's I so will good. need to go back. You were so, so done good. with it. You were like, boom. And I will start at the prom scene so that I can see Matthew Lillard yeah, again. Yeah, smart. Smart. But I just really liked that kid being like, ah, I flinched. <laughs> anyway. So then afterwards, Jordan's really pissed off that he got beat. And so he he also says, God, I want another take, man. Stop cheering. Because everybody's cheering <laughs> Everyone's for Everyone's live streaming it. He's like, stop. <laughs> and then um, Jordan throws Cameron's uh, camera, which he got from his mom, his the dead mm-hmm. one, into the pool. And so that's a big tragedy. Cameron um, jumps into the pool and gets it. And then he like storms off. Squish, 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 squish. Squish. Yeah, yeah. squish town. When Paget is like, wait, you're leaving? Mm-hmm. And I was like, his little sister just got like semi-assaulted and his most prized possession was just ruined. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably safe to say he's going to leave. He's yeah, but she's not thinking He's also soaking wet. Because she's like, oh my gosh, like think of the followers you just got. Everyone thought that was so cool. Like stay at the party. And it's like, you've got to start your learning arc at some point here, Paget. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. 
you know? Yeah. So he yells at her, kind of, and he's just like, what the fuck are you, like, nah, and then he leaves, because it's a big frustration. Yeah, he's like, why are you suddenly talking to me? Why are you talking about how this played for your followers? Like, yeah. why, what, what is this? Why am I here? Like, yeah. I, I liked it. Well, and this was one of the things that didn't work for me about this movie, mm-hmm. is that I feel like it was an opportunity to actually say something or acknowledge something about the fact that teenagers today struggle with, like, Literally everything is live streamed yeah. or recorded or put on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. And they end up in these situations where, like, people are fighting and they should be doing something about it or someone's being sexually assaulted and they should do something about it. And instead they're, like, live streaming mm-hmm. and turning into a mob. And it's this really, like, unhealthy obsession. And instead they right. play it off as though it's just, like, a pageant being an authentic thing right. versus, like, right. a really deep-rooted societal issue. And I know we don't have to discuss deep-rooted societal issues in kind of silly rom-coms, but, like, you could. One line from him could have really done a lot. Yeah, like, just acknowledging that this is something that kids today really struggle Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. is, like, better than just kind of saying it without saying it like they're not they're putting it there but they're not actually doing anything with right. that thing that is a reality right absolutely yeah i have a lot to say about the end of this movie which i didn't super love but i think it's not just it's not even just kids though. like it's every it's everyone like i feel like yeah, people yeah, our true. age also struggle with it and like it if if he had one line I like extra like they didn't need to make a huge point of it but just like one more yeah, yeah. thing yeah yeah, I agree. Anyway, Alden comes up and is like, your plus three freak show ruined my birthday. Yeah. And like, you're starting to fall for your little project. And she's like, no, I'm not. Anyway. Okay. You know who I related to is the her parents coming out oh of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> not now, mom and dad. Being like, not now. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this is going to be Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's inevitable, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say yes that emphatically. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. We're enjoying the shit out of it. Chris and I will, like, look at each other and deliberately do something embarrassing, or he'll make some kind of dad joke, and our five-year-old will roll his eyes and we'll be like, no one told us how fun this was going to be. Yeah, it starts really early, too. The other day, I don't even remember what I did, but I was like, oh, man, bud, like, I bet you could do blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, mom. <laughs> I was like, jeez. <laughs> so good. Oh, also Alden hooked up with Jordan, the ex-boyfriend at the thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um. So now we're at school the next day. Cameron is nominated for prom king, but apparently mm-hmm. they spelled his name wrong, so they're calling him Cameroon Queller. Also... Sebastian Wu is suddenly a character and wants to read them a poem. This was very strange. And I didn't like that they kind of made fun of him and then he disappeared. And then he comes back at the prom. Like there was no point to this character except for like, I don't know, like the whole point of the movie is like losers aren't losers. Like, you know, like everybody, you know, it's like, why no, I know. So there was a, he had just sold a company. There was a, it was a three beat because at the very beginning, he was the second one of their choices to, for her to like, oh, I missed that makeover. I was like, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Okay. So he was one of the first people and he was like showing off a science experiment or something like that to a bunch of people. Okay. And he apparently like just sold an app to a big company or something. But then like he saw the girls looking at him and then he lit his lab coat on fire and it's like this weird i was sort of uncomfortable with his character the whole time 
because I felt like they were they were not only like leaning into stereotypes about Asian people and Asian men in particular about like him being, a, you know, like anti-sexual, basically. Yeah, nerdy. And this is also like the only overweight person in the movie. Yeah. And we have to make him a punchline. It's so yeah. weird to me that Cameron's like, what a loser after he like reads his poem and goes like he makes this kind of like eye roll face. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that guy? And it's like, you were the loser like two weeks ago. Like, yeah. where's your arc, boy? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I didn't love. I didn't love it. So, um, Alden the villain. Yeah, comes she comes down with the stairs. Jordan, the ex, and they are running against her for prom queen and king, and she's like, "You suck, and we know you're poor." And um, <laughs> yeah. I've been the villain the whole time and I didn't push stop on that recording because I hate you. Like on it's purpose. this whole like heel turn, which is nuts. Um, and then Q, her friend hugs her and says that she's smooching Nisha now because yeah. of, they got together at the party. And also that Q didn't know anything about Alden's master plan. No, and she's like Q's super nice. not into it. And she's very team Paget. Yes. The Alden thing is another one where I was like, this is not how villainous teenage girls work. No. Like, this is what men think that teenage villainous girls are. Yep. But in real life, the the sort of bullying and the, I don't know, like the the meanness and the things that you do to each other that hurt are like more subtle and often more driven by like insecurity and it's less overt mm -hmm. like you can't in their eyes they're like doing the right thing and well, the thing I is you know, never get this like, villain monologue first of all, i thought it was true to the the format we're in which is like 90s teen comedy because this is how yeah, women act yeah. in those but probably because they're written by middle-aged men right um right but I feel like the the things she did to her are things that women do to each other or teen girls do to each other. That's true. You never get yeah, this like, like mean recording. villain speech. You get this you don't like come I don't out know about what you're it. talking about. Like she would not yeah. click stop on the the live stream to like make the world know she's like a mess and she would hook up with her boyfriend and like she would do these things but she would gaslight her about yeah. it. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. It's like yeah. you don't yeah. get like a villain speech of like ha 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 all the things I've done to you, <laughs> you know? Right. Like self-aware of the fact that right. you're villainous. Yeah, because she yeah. thinks she's the heroine, of course. Like, she thinks she's vindicated because, like, Paget looked at her weird one time. When it, it hits differently when it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, in the original, it's Paul Walker. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's just charming enough to kind mm -hmm. of pull off this fine line between, mm -hmm. like, you're a dick, but also you've always lived in the shadow of your best friend. So mm -hmm. you're kind of trying to come out of that. You're just not doing it very well. And, you know, like, maybe you're a bad guy, but it's Paul Walker. So he's a charming motherfucker. Yeah. And I think it just hits differently when you're making a teenage girl right. the villain. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to say I was going to talk about this at the end. The real the the movie that shares the most DNA with this movie is not She's All That. It is Drive Me Crazy, starring Melissa Joan Hart Thank and Adrian Grenier. Yeah, and in that movie, the the villain it's She's All She's All That was followed by Drive Me Crazy, which mm -hmm. is a general gender reversed She's All yes. That. Like this has been done before, and the best friend in that movie was the same as this. Like yes. had like a little villain monologue. So maybe maybe it's hmm. the difference. Between how women are written and how men are written, unfortunately, because 
I felt like Paul Walker and she's all that had a good motivation to turn on Freddie Prince Jr. in that he was always in his shadow and he wanted to like like he was more popular. When he was Freddie Prince king. Jr. was kind of a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he is a douche and he grows, but at the start he's like this shallow idiot douchebag. Yeah. So you can kind of see where it's like you aren't rooting for him, but they've always made Paget really like wholesome right. and noble and she's paying bills for her mom yep. and there's no motivation for this just, girl to come for Paget. It's not like she's always been yeah. in her shadow. It's not it feels like punching down for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like she's the poor girl and Paget's the rich right. girl and she's you know, like there's so many pieces of it where it's like mm-hmm. this is just punch yeah, punching down is a good way of putting mm-hmm. it. Anyways, um, okay, so, okay, they're assholes to Sebastian Woo. Then they go to the dark room. He shows her the dark room. He wants oh, to show yeah. her. She's the only person who's ever seen the inside of his dark room. And he has all his shitty photographs on the wall like mm-hmm. that are, like, kind of out of focus and, like, not really uh, framed very well of people who, like, don't know they're being photographed. So their faces are, like, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, <laughs> to include the one he took of her where she's just, like, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sorry for those who don't have the video. When, like, he got a dark room at 14, and, like, you use chemicals in a dark room, and you're just trusting a 14-year-old loose with chemicals. Grandma's never been in there. She's never been in there. ventilation. No, Grandma's too busy flicking her bean to Tom Selleck. (laughs) Honestly. That's really, like, sorry, Grandma is preoccupied. I think we missed the part where they're talking about, like, having (laughs) sex. Like, him and the sister are talking about having sex, and then Grandma's like, they say something about the first time, and Grandma's like, also the last time. Because you never know when it, like, when it's going to be your last time. time. You never know that the last time is your last time, (laughs) but it was. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, "Ah, Grandma. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so So they do a smooch in here. But wait, wait, wait. Okay. Lena, he's like, so they, she spills all of his photographs on the ground. They get, Which they both, was the most unnatural physical well, acting. Well, it makes sense that in the credits there are a couple outtakes of it because, like, those are somehow worse. So I think they just went with the best one they <laughs> Fair, had. fair. They both get on the floor and they're, they're getting the photographs and they realize, like, how close they are to each other. And she's talking about how he hides his true talent you know, in this dark room. And he's like, you hide your true talent as well, like this. And he puts his, her hair behind her ears, which doesn't at all change her hair. And then he's or like, her face. and this. And he grabs like a weird, dirty photography rag. <laughs> like a chemical rag. And then he just swipes <laughs> it across her like permanent lipstick. And then he's like, and these. And then he grips her eyelashes in his fingers. And she's like, no, 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 please don't rip my fake eyelashes out. <laughs> They're really glued on there. And then. Was he saying them. that, like, she's beautiful without makeup? Was that the point? I think he's saying that her true talent, because she's like, you're hiding your true talent, right? And he's like, so are you. Your true talent is your face without makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? This is a girl with no interests or talents besides. He's been negging her hard all movie. (laughs) And he doesn't even know it. This Mm -mm. idiot boy. Yeah. Can you imagine if you told a teenage girl, like, let's just tuck your hair behind your ears and like wipe some of that off your face a little bit. Like they're insecure enough as it is. So anyway, they do a smooch, and it's apparently a big romance. But then she's like, Cameron, I have to tell you something. And he's like, oh, I have to tell you something, too. And since I have a penis, I definitely need to go first. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And then he says, like, 
like I I've never brought anybody in here and I brought you in here because I trust you or something. And she's like, ah, I'm crumbling into a little puddle on the floor. I have to go. I have to go. I have somewhere to be. Oh, goodbye. 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 I can't talk to you anymore. She's not trustworthy. She's not trustworthy because she's keeping big secrets from him and stuff. So yes. then the next day is the car wash. Yes. And oh, and this is they he has a conversation with his little sister where he's Sponsored like. Sponsored by Smart Food. Sponsored by Smart Food. You're right. Yeah. And this is where we get like the the grandma being like, and you never know when your last time is going to be your last. But the little sister during this conversation tells him that he has to do a full promposal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Which I found to be hilarious from like the Relatable. nerdy observer. Yeah. You know what a promposal is, you asshole. You've just been making fun of them. For the You're past just too three cool years for it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is LA like these are regional though? Pretty sure LA is a promposal place. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 If anywhere is a promposal place, it's yeah. LA. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Seriously. So, but before, oh no, this is after. So okay. So they go to the car wash, which she asked him to photograph, and he still did not, even nope. after they fell in love, which I really enjoyed. And he shows up <laughs> looking. Why are Car washes the fundraiser where you put teenage girls in bikinis and get them wet and they wash your cars and it's a bunch of like dudes in the community that come. Like there's not another fundraiser we could do. This hasn't ever struck me as weird. There are many other (laughs) fundraisers. There are. We used to do this Uh when I was a teenager and I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm looking at it through like old lady mom lens and i'm like what the fuck like there's not something else they could be doing for money or like you could just give them money so that they're not in their bikinis washing your car i remember doing car washes for fundraisers when i was a teenager but they were like for the band and we would wear like not bikinis yeah i never (laughs) wore a bikini Like, I did oh. car washes and stuff, but I was like, patriarchy does not want this teenage body in a swimsuit. And so oh, I'll be we were just yeah, pasty no, and weird. Like we just knew. Early. It has no nothing one to do with it. slut phase. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, it's it's not. So but which still, makes even less sense, you know? That it would just still be like some weird to sexualize pale it. kids being like <laughs> yeah, it's true. My t-shirt's wet. <laughs> You know, it's weird. with like dirty water, yeah. like dirty yeah. water, hair, and like <laughs> a you know, like I, ugh, no makeup. You know, <laughs> so okay, so he comes, he brings the photograph that he took of her, where she's like, yeah. and then um, he gives her some roses and asks her to go to prom, and she says yes, and then all of a sudden, Ardvark, the evil friend, comes yes. out from nowhere, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're going to prom together? Well. Um, I guess that you won the bet, the bet that we had that was about you, where we took the biggest loser in school and made him into the prom king. And then he says the iconic line, was I a bet? Was, was I a, a fucking bet? bet? Was I a and fucking then, bet? Um, then Paget And she just like, goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, that was before, that was before I fell in love. Fuck and then, you all. Yeah. He, he says, like, leaves. He says, go to hell. And then he leaves. Um, to maintain the PG thirteen rating, he does and not it's say over. Fuck again, and that's the end of the movie, and that's the end. So, mm. <laughs> and then they each find somebody who they have more chemistry with. <laughs> no, because if you stop there, we miss Matthew Lillard. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yes, we I've miss a lot of the. Joy. Gotten through this entire thing just to get you're to that. Right. right. So she has a conversation with her mom. 
Rachel Lee Cook, Evan Rachel Wood, um, where she is ironing her prom dress with an iron. What is that about? No, ma'am. So they like, she's going to go to the prom. And then like the sister goes to him at the barn and is like, I got into your closet and I got some formal wear and you have to go to the prom. And then she says (laughs) the best line ever where she says, why are there so many Skittles in your closet? And he says, I spilled some Skittles in there. (laughs) It's so funny. I loved it. (laughs) Anyway, and then the sister does a big... A big Oscar acting time. Yeah, she does a real good acting about yeah. Dead Mom. And she says that since since Paget has made him um wear better clothes and go to uh, parties that he's been smiling more and he's like the little brother that she knew before their mom died in a plane crash four years ago. Yeah, tonsil sweet. hockey really brightens his mood. I mean so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He is all of us. Tonsil hockey. Mm-hmm. It's true. It brightens anyone's mood. It's true. Okay, so now it's the prom. It's She's the wearing prom. a red dress that is pretty regular. And we have a dance we competition. Dance off. We have a dance battle. Yes, Aardvark, the evil one, started her own <laughs> dance team that will face <laughs> off against Paget's dance team at the prom. Which, like, we've never seen a single practice. No. The only thing that has been dropped about this is that Matthew Lillard has been on the uh, on the PA system being like, there's going to be a, a dance presentation. The dance mm-hmm. presentation has now turned into a dance competition. But, like, that's it. Well, and um, and that Arthur Death quit. telling her that she yeah. um, has started her own dance t- t- club. Right. So now they do a fully choreographed dance battle in which, like, nobody, like, ever stops dancing. It's not like one side dances and then the other side dances, no. like a normal fucking it's dance battle. together. <laughs> choreographed together. As if they practice together. It's fucking magical. I loved every moment of it. I actually legitimately cheered. I I. In my loved it. <laughs> loved, loved it. it. It was ridiculous. Jennifer? I got really thrown by how they were dancing in their heels. Mm-hmm. Oh, and because they're just like mermaid dresses? and beautiful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't even change their clothes. It, there's a lot of like cutting, 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 cutting. And I was like, that's because they cannot dance in those yeah. heels. Huh. So you can get like two seconds of them doing it before they start to fall off their <laughs> shoes. And then... <laughs> it's true. So good. But Matthew Lillard, Lillard is like, we have some weird fucking traditions at this. Yeah. Like, weird so ass good. traditions. I don't think he says fuck because we've met yeah, our weird traditions at, this point. at the school. He's got a great suit and great glasses. He has this great banter bit with the DJ who's like a 14 year old kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, where's your stuff? Where's your spin tables and your, your stuff? And he's just like, I've got my phone. And Lillard's like, we paid you $4,500 to come here with your phone. And the 14 year old kid's like, yeah. Yeah, He's I like, guess. Do you know that's how much more than I make in a month? And the kid's like, I know now. I guess I <laughs> thank <laughs> you for that information, sir. Like Ooh. everything Matthew Lillard does in this scene made everything else I had to endure it's worth so it. Good. He just so funny. nails it. That moment where so then he announces Because Matthew Lillard is me with teenagers, where he's like, Could you just put your phones down for a yeah. minute? Yeah. He's like, I know you're you're doing you're you've all got this on live right now, but like if you just put your phones down, it's actually happening live in, in front, front of, of you. you. Now. <laughs> 
And then okay. when he um when he announces prom king, Jordan does win the prom king, and he's like he's like, oh look at how humble he is. You just want to slap him in the face. <laughs> no, no, I would never slap a student. Well, not until they graduated. But he's not graduating, so <laughs> <He'll never> graduate. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got our girl Paget. She Nisha agrees to help her. Like Nisha was very, I don't like you on account yeah. of you hurt my friend, remember what I told you. But now she's gonna agree to help her because they need two phones to be able to stream this and also um take over what do you call it when you make your phone go on the TV? Air airdrop it? Drop no, airplay air it. Play. Airplay air it, it to the thing. I was gonna say yeah, airstream. And that is a camper. They're going to airplay it onto the thing. Here's the thing about this. She does win the prom queen. I just, I feel like... This was supposed the, to be a big humble moment, and it wasn't. Right. I feel like the end of this movie, to complete her arc, she needs to not go to prom and not live stream anything and not do anything for her followers. She needs to show up at that barn yes. in jeans and dance with him in the barn and not give a fuck about prom or prom queen or followers or Instagram or TikTok. The problem with that ending, unfortunately, is no Matthew Lillard and no dance montage. So I can understand why it ended this way. It's a conundrum. But character-wise, it should have really gone the other way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're completely right. Anyway, so what happens is... Boy, does she win prom queen. And then she does this whole speech about how this is who I am and this is who I am. And here's a beautiful picture of me. But it's all fake. Mm -hmm. Here's who I really am. I wake up in the morning and I'm tired just like everyone else. But those and pictures like, of her are not really ugly pictures of her. No. Like, no. That, and they should She's be like, like this. I've had a zit She's one like, time in my life. Yeah, yeah. And full face of makeup on the zit photo, too. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's a ridiculous notion, this whole thing is supposed to be growth. Yeah, and so anyway, she's like, it's all fake, and a, a really wise person told me that high school is just full of people who are scared and trying to be someone else or something Which, like that. I mean, sorry, pageant, that's the whole world. So that's, I'm, Yeah, so that's you're it. Gonna, woof. That's it. But she's not saying any of this to the person she needs to say it to. It's a performance for her right. million um, followers. Jenny, she's and... live streaming it, so like he could tune in any time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, That's really I can't it was. I mean, like, but is the he there? Like, are they who has clip to make to him the grand gesture in the back? You know. Anyway, she looks yeah. for him, but he's apparently not there, and so she's like, "I just wish I hadn't had to lose him to." To learn all of this. And then mm -hmm. she gives the crown back. And then, um, like, the alt girl who's been dropped one time is the second runner-up. Before that, the... Uh, but she's not Matthew Lillard lets her know that she was fourth place. Oh, yeah. R yeah. Before that, Aardvark comes up and is like, well, I got second place. I'm the prom queen now. And he's like, oh, no, you lost hard by yeah. fourth place. And she's like, well, I want to recount. And he's like, no, you lost by, like, a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Celeste, black lipstick, wins. She gets up there. She tells everybody to suck it. Then And the she punches oh, Jordan in the face. If oh, Celeste yeah. does not write romance yet, she's going oh, to. Oh, yeah. So. And I hope it's real, real good. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, the remix of Kiss Me starts playing, mm -hmm. which is such a confusing, weird song. Like, I, 
What I I, I just all no, I won't talk about it. It's fine. It's just <laughs> such a weird song, though. Like at the oh, very least, it's about two women. Me. Yeah, like wear your flowered hat. Like Beneath I don't want any tie. of my boyfriends to wear a flowery hat to anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go listen to this now because it's never struck me as odd. But the lyrics are fucking nuts. It's it's at the very <laughs> least definitely has to be about two women, which is great. But like that's not the love story that it, it keeps being used for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. So anyway, she goes to leave. Meanwhile, we do get a shot. Um, Evan Rachel Cook Lee is like, is like, oh, I'm here, so I'm gonna go dance. And like, oh, why do I know this song? And like, she bebops away. I wanted her to go up on the stage with Lillard. Why did she not dance with Matthew Lillard? Do you think that they weren't really in the same place? What I wondered if they were scheduled. Like filming wise, yeah. they weren't ever there at the same time. That's the only Whoa. excuse that I can. Yeah. It could be because otherwise, that was just an absolute. They, yeah. see, they show her seeing him busting a move on the the stage, and then he sees her, and then nothing happens. They just kind of are like acknowledge mm, that each but other. You're right. Is cute. It is cut in such a way that mm-hmm. you're never actually. Yeah, we never see them, them in together. the same shot. Mm-hmm. Wow, conspiracy corner with Aaron. Thank you. Nice work. Yep. Um, anyway, and then I also really liked that the two, Jordan's two lackeys, end up like hard grinding with Celeste. And oh, yeah. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. One of them was like rubbing her cue ball head. Oh, it was good shit. Anyway, so then she goes outside, out into the outdoors of the school, because she's going to go home. You guys, she's so tired. She She's done what she came here to do, and like her followers got their content. And so it's just time for her to go to bed and eat some smart mm-hmm. pop food. Mm-hmm. But he goes a riding up on a horse. He took a horse trailer and drove it from horse, bomb, horse barn, wherever that is, to ride just across the lawn at the high school toward her and then immediately get off the horse. It's not like he rode it from the barn because he said, I, I couldn't ride my horse on the 405. And then you see the trailer. And he doesn't ride from the direction of the trailer. No. Like he had to go on a walkabout. <laughs> Smash that horse somewhere. In order to like come out of the mist or something weird. He was sitting on his horse watching her live stream being like, okay, she's going to come outside soon. Gallop, gallop, And then gallop. he watched her walk <laughs> halfway across the quad and then he's like, now, now, <laughs> now, Gilly. <laughs> oh, um, Gilly. But why is the guy who was wronged making the grand yes, gesture? Yes. She does fucking nothing except this like performative weird slideshow of pictures of her. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Anyway, and the and he's like, don't worry, I had help to like get Gilly here. And mm-hmm. he points to his 15-year-old <laughs> sister. How did she help, sir? Like, did she <laughs> did what what was her pivotal role in making mm-hmm. sure you got here with the horse? Helping with the, the trailer. Horse stuff. Well, she no, because she came I, there with the formal wares. I know, but bitch already, bitch sent her there. None of this would have happened had Paget not called sister oh, to send right. her to brother to then get him there. So that's her grand gesture is like. Is like, be my errand bring girl. this guy to me. <laughs> you guys, but that dance montage was so it was so good okay but compare that dance montage to she's all that which one is better 
I don't know. I don't know. What? Wait, wasn't this one more involved? I thought the dance montage in She's All That was just the three girls. Am I remembering that incorrectly? I thought it was all the girls. Mm. I thought everyone had a chore. I thought the girls were on one side and the boys were on the other side and they danced at each other. They were. And there was like a back and forth, Mm -hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. The girls did the moves and then the guys took their turn. You're right. No, this one was better. Okay. It was. I'm going to have to go find the other one on YouTube. I mean, there were boys in this one, but there were boys just on the other dance team. No, there were a couple of boys on this one. With there the was girls. one. There was one team. The other team had like all boys and two girls, and right. then Paget's team had all girls and two boys. I'm not gonna lie. The other team, the bad girls team, was the better dance troupe. Mm-hmm. Wait, Even I it have was recently formed. I have a very important alert, alert, alert thing to talk about that I meant to talk about before. When was Nisha on the fucking dance team? Why was Nisha dancing? Nisha is dancing? not. A, she was. I missed Roll that. the I fucking tape back. I think maybe there it. was a girl that looked like Nisha on the dance team. I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to defer to the person who watched it twice versus the person who got. Wow, it Jenny. I understand that. Sounds but I'm not really wise. No, that sounds like you're <laughs> like a really smart person. Wow. So I won't defer to you. I don't know. <laughs> I wish you all the success with your friendly podcast. Ours is an antagonistic, <laughs> mean yes. podcast. We fight here. <laughs> That's the end, though, right? Like we they, choose joy. They we do, and then they're done. Yeah. Oh no. And then they then she um she abandons college to go with his plan for life. <laughs> I didn't realize that she abandons college. Yeah. Her mother. Can you? Uh, Can you imagine? imagine? Being a single nurse paying for a million dollar home. Oh, well, Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> it's fine. Um, this, Jenny has decided she's done. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny's light went out for audio listeners. Um, but anyway, she's it was quite she's dramatic. Changed her whole life and worked. So hard, so this girl can have an opportunity to go to a. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Nisha? Oh my god! Pretty sure that's fucking Nisha. It's not. It is. It's Quinn and fucking Nisha. I don't think that it is. You're you're just being obtuse now. It's just uh, that her hair no, is down. She's right. I. When was Nisha on the dance team? I ask you. The answer is at the end. <laughs> Answer when they're doing the competition. I mean, she was doing it at the same time Cameron was doing martial arts. <laughs> right? This yeah. makes no sense. Okay, anyway. All right. So this is, yeah. So she goes on her um, European walkabout with him instead of going to college. They get Does Nisha tattoos. still get to go, do you think? No. No, Nisha's, um, Nisha's with Quinn. Yeah, yeah Quinlan. So they do the bet. If she lost the bet, she had to get a tattoo of the word loser on her arm. So or, they get you know, whoever lost the bet. Tattoos. So they get matching loser. loser tattoos. Even though she did. Oh, no, she didn't win the bet because he wasn't prom king. Right. And then uh, there's a really cute outtakes and dance scene for the credits. Mm-hmm. They all dance. Everybody does a little, a little dance situation. And that's it. Yeah, the end. She's given up college to go to Europe with I don't care about money guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She still everything has... her mother has done with her, for her. She no longer... But she's making her TikTok money, so it's well, fine. Well, and she's still doing the TikTok influencer thing. She just yeah. has, like, less makeovers on it. 
And now he's involved. Yeah, she says she's going to post every day. She's going to get different sponsors because she does, when they're right about to smooch, she does screen that call from Kourtney Kardashian and says she's not mm-hmm. going to be with her anymore. She's like, go make out with Blink-182. Okay, Courtney, get out of here. So I think that's it. All right, Jenny, do you have a lady love? Hmm. Fuck, I was thinking about this all week and I came up with like six of them. And of course, now I am blank on like literally everything I've ever seen it's done. Okay. It liked. happens to me every week. Every week. Yeah, me too. Fuck. All right, Mel, you go. Or I can go. Okay. Somebody else go. My son made a bold choice this week. And during family movie time, he saw the prime video advertisement for the live action Cinderella and the new one. Not the brandy mm-hmm. one, although the brandy one is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he saw the uh, the new live action Cinderella and he was like, I want to watch that. And in the vein of movies that are bad, but will bring you much joy. This is the one with Ka- Camilla Cloberfia, Ka- right? Those like the new one with words. the guy from Pose is the the... Fairy Godmother. Yeah, 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 yeah. The new, new, new one. Because there was like a new-ish one that was made by Disney in the same way that they made Beauty and the Beast. Okay, I thought that's initially I just want to be clear. There's like a new, new one, like a this week new one. Yes. Or I'm sorry, three weeks ago. Yeah, Idina Menzel (laughs) is in it. Yeah. Billy Porter. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Porter is so good. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it'll bring you joy. There are like... These like weird songs just sort of thrown in there that were like a callback to my middle school days. And like it's it's really just a, a joy all the way through and through. But bad. You know, it's not great. <laughs> okay. But like there's a whole <laughs> opening dance number um, with like the whole townsfolk. And they talk about how they're living in the rhythm nation. Mm-hmm. And it's just a delight. It's a delight. I have two. Whoa. Aaron. One is that like I of of the teen like romance comedies of the late 90s early 2000s the ones that I most imprinted on for no reason except for that I think they were on HBO during like the summer that I imprinted I don't know. Yeah yeah yeah. Were Can't Hardly Wait and also Drive Me Crazy which is the very first version of this movie. Drive Me Crazy is so good. Drive Me Crazy is I haven't seen it. No one has. No one ever has seen Drive Me Crazy. It's so good. Nuts. So in Drive Me Crazy, Adrian Grenier and Melissa Joan Hart, two of the most formidable actors of our huh. time, like just yeah. juggernauts of acting, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. are next door neighbors. He's a loser. She's the popular girl at school. And she gets dumped by the big jock at school right before, not prom, but their <laughs> school's centennial dance. at And their high school is called Time Zone High. And then um, uh, she makes him into like a popular dude so that they can, so that she can, oh, so she can make that guy jealous and get back with her. And it's, yeah. And his girlfriend also, movie. whole thing. Yeah, it's so funny. His girlfriend is what's her fuck. Yes. Yeah, what's her fuck. I mm. know. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Allie Larder. Is that right? That's the one. Yeah, um, anyway, that's a great movie. Everyone should watch mm-hmm. it and find it and watch it because people haven't seen it. And it's just as good as any of those other teen romance comedies, which is to say bad. And then also, hello, this is coming out like the first week of October, right? No. Last week of September. Last week of September. Perfect. Hi. This is my annual announcement <gasps> about yeah. Spooky Season. Hello. 
Are you a woman who enjoys the spooky season? Are you? Enjoy it. Enjoy it out loud without shame. You can Don't love let. sweater weather That's and right. pumpkins and whatever you want to love. And don't let them stand in your way. Nope. The, be as basic as you want to be. It doesn't make you unique and charming to no. love a pumpkin spice latte. But you can love it out loud. And it's fine. It's fine. And don't make fun of other women for being pumpkin sluts. Because yeah. they, are, they can be if they want. That's and right. if you are a tinsel twat, instead of a pumpkin slut, just take a back seat. Your time is coming. Don't make fun of us. Just hold Fine. on a little enjoy while. Enjoy what you enjoy. Drink your apple thing. Cider. Or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Things. Amen. Yeah. That's And don't rush me yeah. from yes. my fall season into my tinsel season. Yes. Like, love what you love. Don't yuck up at people's yums. Yep. Stop stepping on seasonal toes. Yes. Okay. Mine is kind of gonna feel random and weird and maybe a little serious cool. but it's a podcast by ramith seti seti i think is actually how he says his last name it's i will teach you to be rich and that's like his website his book his whatever he's like a financial guru Ooh. but his podcast is couples who come in and talk about money stuff and it's like these conversations about money and finances that I feel like we just don't have Ooh. and we particularly don't have them in a public space. Mm -hmm. So they're using like real numbers, real financial situations. And so it's like couples kind of airing their dirty laundry of like being shitty to each other. But also like, I don't know, one of the first episodes, it's like. The wife has started a business and the husband is just like doing cryptocurrency and keeps like not showing up for business stuff and like belittling her and saying that like he's kind of a thinker and she's just like an in the box kind of person. And like he's not having it. He rips him a new mm -hmm. one. And I don't know. I just find it really interesting to see couples having this conversation in a public space yeah. that like yeah. a lot of couples don't ever have those conversations about finances. And I think they're really important. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They say it's the leading cause of divorce. And I have a friend who's a um, financial planner. She's whatever the kind is that doesn't invest your money, just like helps you. Mm -hmm. Like, like, she doesn't invest your money, but she tells you how to and, like, helps you yeah. with your budget mm. and stuff. And she said that, like, half her job is marriage counseling because oh, the, the, these yeah. couples don't talk about it before they come to her. And then when they come to her to actually talk about their budget, it becomes like, well, you're wasting our money on this. Well, you're wasting your money on that. And she feels oh my like, gosh. like a glorified marriage counselor, whereas if, like, these couples just talked about it, they yeah. wouldn't really actually need a professional budgeteer. Yeah. Well, and that's it. There's like a lot of therapy mm -hmm. going on in here where like, why do these, like, you know, like someone has been in debt or has been poor their whole lives and like, you know, they should be able to spend money now and they're just so scared of ever being in debt again that they like won't plan a trip and won't let go of stuff. And yeah. Yeah. I related <laughs> to this me. one hard. <laughs> Is me. Yeah. And so just like examining where that comes yeah. from and you know, one of the women has had like an alcoholic father and just like everything was always about him and his needs and and like her husband is kind of doing that to her as well Whoa. and just like I don't know I just find it really fascinating. And, and what's it called? I'll teach you. To be I will teach you to be rich. That's awesome. We talk about it a lot because Melody and I, because I can't yeah. ask for money for anything that I do in yes. case somebody thinks that I'm poor. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I also have a crippling fear of like losing everything and having to go back to my hometown and everybody telling me that I that I told you so. <laughs> Which is a big thing in my marriage of like, we can't buy a nice house because then what if I can't pay for the nice house and then I get evicted from it and then everybody's like, wow, you thought you could have a nice house? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just like us. You can't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very like uh I've learned so 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 many lessons from like this weird combination of coming from privilege and then watching the generation right above me squander it to fuck mm. all and like then being real not okay financially for a very long time and then making really bad financial choices that everybody told me were good i.e. college debt is good debt and then oh, right. having to pay off $90,000 of student loans in about four and a half years so that I could like feel okay about having kids mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's been a journey over here no that's and so mine too. now like I don't know. I one of the things I love about Michael is that he is just as debt averse as I am. And he absolutely loves planning for our future as far as like putting money away and like investing it in places. And so I I love that like we're on the same page, but I also don't really have to do anything because we talk about what we want to do. And then he does it and I like have access to all the accounts and like I can, you know, do whatever. But like I don't have to figure out what account to put things in. <laughs> oh, we're the exact same way because I'm so scared. I'm like, it's monopoly mm -hmm. money. You go put it in those markets and it can just and disappear. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm married to like a very I'm so like a, a bougie man who grew up very bougie. Like oh, he went to like one of the richest high schools in the country and all that. And so oh. he's always like, you got to spend money to make money. And I was like, no, don't spend money. That's yeah. my money. <laughs> Put it in a Midwestern style savings account that yields no interest and then just keep it there. <laughs> just don't touch it. Yeah. And then sometimes you just go look at the balance and you say, okay, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and, and he does not feel that way. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Different money uh, styles, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways. That's so fascinating. I cannot wait. What a great to lady love. Thank listen. you. Yeah, what a great lady love. Because it also sounds like there's Thank like you. just enough mess mm -hmm. that it keeps it oh, interesting yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that thing where you're like, you think maybe you fight or you don't communicate as well as you could in your relationship. And then you see behind other people's doors and you're like, oh, right. no, like we're good. Yeah. We're, we're solid. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone thinks they're a shit show, I really encourage you to become an attorney because like just watching oh, yeah. what other people's deal is, is just like I you can come home and just be like, oh, I'm fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. But I bet becoming like a CPA or like some kind of a money manager is the same way is to same, make you same. realize that you're mess isn't that messy yeah all right so we've got a lot going on jenny you need to f tell everyone where they can find you um on everywhere but tiktok because i'm scared mm -hmm. of it <laughs> no, i am jenny nordback and yeah the book is his leading lady and the new podcast is bonkers romance yeah yeah, so we're going to link the book in the show notes. You need it. You absolutely, absolutely need it. And actually, if you're a members of a member of the Bonkers Romance Book Club, you got an arc of it, so you already know. <laughs> it's very exciting. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Mel, tell them yeah. about the things that are happening on our Patreon. 
please. Oh, shit. There's so much happening on our Patreon. So one of the things is that Heaving Wisdom's patrons are getting a three-month preview of the Bonkers Romance Book Club. So every month they're getting um, a September or August was one book. September is they got two arcs. And then I think we're going to be able to keep doing two for the foreseeable future, if not forever. And what level of patronage is that? Um, so for the Heaving Bosoms preview, it's $10. And then um, at the the Bonkers Romance Temple of Defiant Joy, that's going to be at around $12. So yeah, it's really fun stuff. And then we've got a metric fuck ton of bonus episodes. We've got video episodes. We're doing got... trivia now. We're doing a book oh. club discussion now. Oh my god, we just had I just got to host the best book club night where we talked about the entire reluctant royal series we just went like book by book talking about everything that we love about each one and it was like it's meant to only be an hour and we were all there for about two hours because we just couldn't stop talking about this amazing series it was so fun there was a great turnout um really really insightful conversations and then at the end i found out what docking is which is a porn. <laughs> so just today, yeah, that was Friday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if it was Which Friday, kind then of you were definitely when the penises did you kiss. Learn about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just okay. learned about it because we were talking about foreskin logistics from the Minotaur book. And then, uh. what did you and your friends joke about in high school? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my friends in high school were the teachers, mm. so we didn't talk about docking. <laughs> That's for the best, I guess. Oh, I had to explain docking once. We were staying with my godparents in Dubai for New Year's Eve right before we started having kids. Like the last Mm -hmm. time I was a socially normal adult. Yeah, totally. And we were playing Cards Against Humanity and I was trashed and nobody knew what docking was. And I think I gave like a whole fucking demonstration (laughs) and there might have been like fruit involved and diagrams. And in the morning, everybody was like, yeah, that that was kind of intense. Like you feel really strongly about docking. And I was like... I don't know, what did I do last night? <laughs> I had to explain sounding to a bunch of um, army colonels at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Wow. Army mm-hmm. colonels, huh? Yep. That's quite the experience. How's your faith and family, Aaron? It's great. <laughs> My faith and family is fantastic. Thank you, ma'am. Um, yeah, but I, oof, that was, that was a rough day where it was oh, like, boy. and then they engaged in sounding and everybody was like, and what's that? Like, okay. Um, I don't know. I had to look it up myself. You had to Google um, it. I, yes, I, I all, I was confused as you were, sir. Um, but I, <laughs> for my professional work job, I did have to look it up. Awkward. So awkward. Anyways. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you can find us everywhere. We're at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram, um, Heaving underscore Bosoms on Twitters. And then Bonkers Romance is at Bonkers Romance on everything because the stars really aligned this fall. So, yeah. All right. So keep being a badass. And... uh, and love yourself as much as you love, you know, finding out about docking in a group chat and explaining to a bunch of colonels what sounding is. <laughs> I think that's really... Yep. I was going to say love yourself as much as you love Matthew Lillard, which... Oh, God, that's, that's so much more appropriate. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So much that's more exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. All right, we should so, have a podcast. We'll talk, Jenny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two, you two can get together on it. <laughs> I'm like a fucking <laughs> sociopath just breaking people off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.